And so if you're listening and you're going, I don't feel conviction, I just feel guilty, but I, I want that desire to be holy, just pray for that. You know, like sometimes we get so overwhelmed with like, oh, I'm never going to beat this. Well, we have someone on our side who wants us to beat it. So, you know. Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast. Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast show. I'm Isaac, your host. And today with me is uh, Sean, Rebecca, and my wife, Brittany. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Is everyone doing well? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uncertain. <laughs> Uncertain. Oh, yeah. Well, it's well. it's hot lately. It's been mm. really warm. You guys work in air conditioning. That's true. Just I have a sweater point. on right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is awesome. Um, we have an awesome podcast for you guys today. Uh, we're going to be talking about sin. Okay. We're talking about those sort of sins that hold you back from growth, spiritual growth, moving forward. And the title of this podcast, which you already know, uh, since you clicked on it, is I've got this thing in the sense of like, I've got this, you know, thing that you don't really want to share. And it's so- sort of holding you back from, you know, moving forward in your, in your faith and your maturity, things like that. Uh, and you just can't seem to kick it. So we're going to be looking at what those things are, especially among young adults today. Uh, also, what biblical confession and repentance looks like when we're looking into the word and other things uh, for that. And then how we grow uh, in the spirit as a Christian uh, as well. But first, I want to share with you guys something. I came across an article today um, about that new animated movie called Sausage uh, yeah. Party. You've heard of Sausage yeah. Party? Uh, it's been out for like, <clears throat> I think a week or a couple weeks now. And I came across this article. You guys have heard of it, Sean? And- yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I came across this article where it was talking about the director and how the working conditions for the animators were really bad. And it was actually in Vancouver. And apparently like they weren't getting paid for overtime and he was just pushing them in like half, or not half of them, but a good chunk of them never got any credits for the uh, for the actual uh, film as well. And they made it with like a really small budget and then they made a lot of money off it. It's number two uh, gross budget. Anyway, so I'm, I'm reading this article and then I come across the director's name. And I'm like, oh, I'll just look up this director and see, you know, what else he's done. Um, if for those of you who don't know what Sausage Party is, it's about this sausage in a grocery store that he and all the other, you know, food, pieces of food are living personification, right? You're using um, inanimate objects are alive. And uh, they think that outside the grocery store is the great beyond and it's like heaven and bliss. And every time a human comes in and takes food, it's like those are gods. They call humans gods. They take them. And then obviously it's about this one sausage named Frank who goes out and he figures out that the great beyond is actually death. And they, they cook you and they cut you up and they torture you pretty much and eat you. <laughs> so it's, it's really intense. Anyways, this, this movie though uh, is, is really, really bad. It's terrible. It's inappropriate. Very inappropriate. (laughs) Very uh, sexual, very crude, just uh, really anti-religious as well. So I'm I'm reading this. I clicked the director's name on IMDb and I find out that this director is known for his directing of like all the Thomas and Friends. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> Thomas no. the Tank. Thomas the Train. No. Yes. So if you look at his like directorial credits, it's just Thomas Friends, Thomas and Friends, Thomas and Friends, Thomas and Friends, Sausage Party. And he was t- <laughs> <laughs> And it's like I was thinking like how can you go from like innocent, yeah. you know, Thomas the Train to like sexual uh Frank the Sausage. Like just yeah. one year and it just whoosh, 
you know, uh, flips. And I just thought that was really kind of ironic as well. Yeah. Kids show to like terrible adult I guess if you have to be good at animation, but... Yeah. No. Wow. Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. I, I had to smile at the fact <laughs> that this director only did Thomas and Friends and then Sausage Party. Uh, anyways, I uh, I just wanted to kind of share that with, with you guys. I wouldn't recommend the movie, no. by the way. Uh, it's, it's terrible. Um, so let's move on to our conversation with Sin. So what are some common things that we see, things, you know, in quotations here, that we see uh, holding Christians back? What are some common things? Hmm, millennials. Hmm. What are some things holding millennials back? Yeah. Um, I think uh, from my experience, pride's been like a pretty big thing. Uh, just like thinking you know it all. I think that rubs off by growing up in like a pretty entitled generation. Right. But um, I think that's a pretty big thing that's in our generation that almost goes uh, undiscussed. Right. Do you think though, like the majority are conscious of it? Mm, I would. I don't. I don't think so. Right. No. Yeah. So they wouldn't even know, like they're being held back from growth yeah. as a Christian. Yet they don't even mm. know there is a thing. So you can't even say I've got this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are What are some other things? Pride obviously is a huge one. Yeah, I think thought life is. Um, a massive one that often doesn't get talked about because it's not a, you can't see it, right? right? And you can't necessarily have someone call you out on it. Yeah. Whereas it's something that you know right. if you don't have a healthy thought life. Right. And that's a huge thing that's going to hold you back in every area of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think when people think of that, when they hear your thought life, uh, you know, they think of things like lust and that's obviously mm-hmm. a big one. But there's also tons of other things like you know, comparison, you're walking through a mall mm-hmm. and you're looking at someone and you might be judging them. You might be mocking them in, you know, the shoes that they're wearing or, and then you might compare yourself over here. Yeah. So there's a host of other things, not just lust that comes yeah. with the thought life. Even just daydreaming, right? Like you driving or whatever and you're bored and so you start making up stories in your head and you're always the hero or, you know, like yeah. there's all this different stuff yeah. and like it's very self-centered, right? And so right. like just kind of... Yeah, there's a whole gamut of things that go along with thought life. Thought life, but that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, gossip for sure. Mm. Like, so I have a prayer request, and uh, this person named this is <laughs> really struggling. Like, right. like Christian gossip. It's mm. you know where, where yeah, it's it can get out of control. Yeah. So I was actually um, part of what we're doing at In Doubt is creating this Jude Bible study series. And uh, the second last session, we're, we're talking about how to sort of respond uh, outwardly to people like Christians and non-Christians in our world. And Jude says to um, show grace to those who doubt. And uh, I like that a lot because instead of, you know, gossiping to your friend about someone who's doubting or starting to like back away from them or starting to argue with them or something, we are to show grace to those who mm-hmm. doubt rather than... Uh, yeah, go to Talking someone else and it. talk about it. Have you heard about, you know, so-and-so? They're like doubting. They don't believe that hell's actually eternal anymore. It's like, whoa, you know, and then you talk to your friends about it mm-hmm. and you, you should be going and showing mercy to them mm-hmm. and talking with them, go out for coffee with them, stuff like that. Um, kind of along with this though is like the obvious outcomes that come and the results from mm. from these things. So when I was thinking about this, um, one of the uh, things that I've sort of been held back from back in like Bible college and stuff is I had this just 
it's really basic, but I just wanted to have fun all the time. I was just entitled to this like fun. Like I wanted to have fun. So at the expense of doing my homework, at the expense of doing my devotions, at the expense of doing these different things, you know, I would way rather just go out with friends, stay up really late, go get donuts, just be gluttonous, watch maybe an inappropriate show at the movies or something. And then I've just, so I noticed that I did that a lot and it was holding me back because the result of that thing that I had I was becoming more lazy. I was procrastinating. I was creating these bad habits in myself rather than throwing this thing off my back and being like, all right, I got to uh, I got to smarten up here. But I found that those were some of the results that happened. I was finding myself more, more lazy and was able to procrastinate more because I was so used to throwing away anything for that ability to enjoy just some fleshly satisfaction, mm-hmm. you know? Do you think that that was because you found like comfort in in the thing itself that like um like having fun and doing those things because like you can have fun in, in a oh. bunch of different ways right oh yeah and it's not wrong those th- none of those things were wrong uh there are some things that you know i think young adults have that are wrong but most of the actions weren't wrong but my heart's intent of them to say no to this and right to this so james talks about if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it that for that you is sin. Is sin. Yeah. For yep. you is sin. So for me, it was sin, not because I was being social and having fun. Like I, I can do that, you know, uh, in a healthy way when I know that I can do when I, I can do that because everything else I've figured out or I'm okay with that or whatever. But it was it's like the the literal, you know, saying no to the right thing and going towards that. So could you almost say that would tie into apathy? Yeah. 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 Just kind of just being ignorant, not really caring about what. I need to be caring about. Right. Yeah. That's a good, I don't know, just a good thought. I mean, like we're living in this generation right now where we know the poverty that's going on on the other side of the world. We know uh, like the needs that are in our community for the most part. We mm-hmm. know the people who are struggling on Facebook. Yeah. We see people's rage posts and flame posts. We know who are having a bad day. Yeah. And like not a good day. And yet we still go and like we do our thing. Um, go to the movies, um, have a chill day, like hang out with friends, play video games or whatever. Yeah, That's a really good point on what you said on how once that, that thing is brought up, then it becomes sin. Yeah. And how we don't really look at those things as sin. No, we, you know? we think of the very external things like, oh, mm. it's lust for me. That's my thing. But mm-hmm. it's not really that, what you're talking about, that kind of just apathy mm-hmm. that we have. It's good. And I, I find that a lot of time as well is that we tend to cover up you know, those more maybe external sins with other sins, like lesser mm-hmm. sins to say like, oh, you know what, you know, this sin has led me to this sin, but I, yeah. it's sort of a lesser sin. So it's okay. Yeah. Lesser of the evil kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or easier to talk about sins, yes. you know? Yeah. Pride yeah. is actually really easy to talk about. Because like, you can be like, oh, you know, I think it's easy to talk about in other people mm. if you yourself are proud. You know, like, oh, that person, I think they really struggle with pride, like, especially in Christian circles as well, because pride is kind of like anyone can talk about it because it's not like a deadly sin, you know, or not considered that way. Right. And, you know, you're not the ramifications necessarily aren't as Mm. um, concrete or like specific. I think you bring up a good point there, though, because when we sort of have these generally uh, sort of sins that are kind of okay sins like pride and like apathy and stuff like that we feel sort of justified in it because everyone else is doing it right so it's just like 
And justify that we're like comfortable to talk about it. Almost yeah. like, oh, I'm okay with my sin because I can talk about how proud I am and I know of that and <laughs> right. like kind of that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. And you're covering up this sin with this other sin of justification of sin. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so like it's a weird it's spiral. Bad. Let's move into repentance and confession because obviously these are these are words that the church, you know, thro- Christian hears of in their life and the church throws around, and it's obviously the vital key mm. to removing those things because they can be removed. I think a big lie that so many young adult Christians have are that whether it's their pride or their apathy or their lust or whatever is like, I'm not going to be able to kick it. So I'm going to have to learn how to live like this. And the sad reality is that a lot of Christian leaders have these sins as well. And they sort of model this life where they're, it's happening with those sins and people look at those models and they're like, oh, I can live like that. They're mm-hmm. an accomplished Christian leader and they they struggle the same way I do. So I don't have to worry about trying to be holier than thou. People are scared. And a lot of Christians are scared of trying to be holy. Mm. And of course, trying to be holy on your own account is wrong. But like allowing the spirit to mature you and being holy, like that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a yeah. lot of people think that's like, you know, you look down upon like, oh, they're holier than thou. Like don't even, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting, like you had said, you'll look at a Christian leader or something. And so that talks about how sin affects others. And I think it's interesting, like, because in Psalm 51, David says, against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so it's it's interesting because you look at David's sin, obviously this is, well, as far as we know, he's referring to, um, uh, what's his face? Uriah. Uriah, right? Like, so he, he had an affair with this guy's wife, then killed the guy. Yeah. Then his son ends up dying because, like, so his sin right. affected a lot of people. Yeah, and yet to go against you only have I sinned. Yeah, like that's so interesting. But I think a lot of times we actually go, it's only affecting myself. Like yeah. you yeah. look at, you know, some of the the hidden sins that say it's pornography or that sort of thing, and you're like, oh well, I'm not buying it, so I'm not I'm not investing in the industry, or right. I'm not, you know, like I'm not I'm not hurting anyone by what I do. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll look at our sins and go, oh, it just affects me. Yeah. And yet, like you look at other people that you lead or people that you just come in contact in a daily basis, or even like talk about pride or gossip or things, apathy, right? Yeah. And we don't even realize that the outcomes that that could have. Totally. I mean, if you're struggling with something and you're not repenting and you're not confessing it and it's just holding on to it, even though people aren't seeing that, the very fact that you aren't living uh, the new creature Mm -hmm, that you need to be in Christ around your friends and family in your church, you are depriving them from Christ working through you into their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a group of young adults that are all hiding their sins but living this Christian life, they're all going to stay stagnant because no one's like... And then the one person that finally does, they're all going to like laugh at him saying you're told, like well then the gossip comes out yeah the exactly. comes out. <laughs> right yeah. we need to pray for isaac yeah yeah, we yeah. Isaac. yeah. 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 and it like ultimately yeah like what david said like it it hinders your relationship from god yeah. you know and that's the i mean that's the most important relationship that we as mm. individuals have mm-hmm. and um yeah and so like you just you slowly like put a wedge in between your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So when it comes to confession, as much as it is so important to confess to one another because mm-hmm. it's biblical, we have to make sure that we're also like confessing before the Lord yeah. mm-hmm. as well. Like even before I think you confess to your friends or to your accountability. Mm. Right. You know, it's important to like take it to Jesus first. Yeah. Um, 
because he's he's been hurt by it, right? Totally. And every time you sin, he's yeah, his heart's been broken. So, in in thinking about this, I was like, okay, well, what is the real difference between confession and repentance? Mm-hmm. Um, and it the it's simple. Confession is simply just stating what you did, mm-hmm. that you're confessing what you did. Whereas repentance, as you guys know, it's a change of mind. It's a turning away from, uh, turning from two. So when it comes to people, you merely confess. We're called to confess to others and confess to God, except it's only God that we confess and repent to. You don't repent to people, mm-hmm. um, obviously. But looking at David, I mean, we already talked about him a bit, but if you read in Second uh, Samuel 11, you read this story of David and, you know, he everyone's off at war. He's bored. He's walking around. He sees a woman. He lays with her and then gets her pregnant. And then, as you said, he kills uh, her husband so that he can kind of cover it up, you know, and then he marries her, you know, tries to make it right. Uh, and then Nathan, the next chapter comes in, sent by God, talks about this parable, you know, relating to David's sin and David gets angry. And then Nathan says, you are the man that you're angry at in this parable. And then David confesses in the famous confession and repentance. Psalm is Psalm uh, 51. Uh, so in this Psalm, like if you guys read this Psalm, like what are some things that really stuck out to you in, in David's real heartfelt and emotional confession and repentance? I think he, like, he has a very heavy, holy fear of what God can do mm-hmm. because as a result of his sin, his baby died. Yeah. And so just the fact that like our lives are in God's hands and he could kill us in an instant. Yeah. Like David is aware of that and I think we we lack that um that holy reverence of yeah. you know God's power and what he can mm-hmm. do and how ugly our sin is in comparison to his holiness. So I like to me when I read even just the first line like David says has have mercy on me oh God. Um like David is pleading for his life because he realizes the weight of his sin and how um, how far from the Lord it it could have brought him yeah. and has brought him exactly. if he didn't repent. Yeah, know? for sure. What else have you guys? Uh... Uh, I really like verses, um, really verses 9 through 12 in Psalm 51, but but mainly 12 where it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Um, I think that speaks into what we were talking about previously with just holiness and um, also kind of how some people view when I when people say I'm pursuing holiness or like, oh, that person's holy. Um, there's almost this initial kind of staunch reaction of like, oh, you're holy. Oh, you think you're so good. Yeah. But really like if you correlate like holiness um, with um just God being good and you being ultimately the good that he wants for you right. and, and for humanity. It's really, it's really us looking at people and going and saying, that guy's a good guy. Yeah. Right. Mm. I want to be like that guy. Yeah. I, I want to be good. And most people would be like, yeah, I want to be a good guy. Yeah. So you really could, uh, could compare the two, but it's mm. interesting on how like there's a joy or starting the joy of your salvation. And, and there's almost this really um, kind of view that like, uh, yes, the pursuit of holiness is hard, and it, it's almost brutal in a way because it, it rubs against everything in our flesh. But it, it's 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 a joy filled experience. Yeah. Um. And I think that's also why like confession of sins might not be the case among people because people don't really view the pursuit of holiness as as a joyful one. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, which I would say ties in with kind of the legalistic preacher. Yeah. Um, kind of breaking the back of 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 someone and and burdening them with holiness, as right. opposed to giving them 
this this gift that God has given them that you can be holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like as as much as the narrow path is you know hard and difficult, mm-hmm. this yeah. joy that comes by with every step is just is just incredible. Uh, Brett, you had something to say about a uh, Christian from Pilgrim's Progress, right? Kind of actually before I get into this, wanted to say one thing about Sean's point, yeah. just about like the that kind of burden of holiness. I think also like when it comes to confession, we have to distinguish mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. conviction and guilt. Conviction is going to lead us to a proper repentance. Yeah. And, uh, and conviction is hope-filled. Yeah. yeah. So like it's not like... When you bring your sin to the Lord and to others and you, you know, you've been experienced conviction, like you're inspired afterwards to do better. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas in guilt, if you come, you know, bring your sin before someone in guilt, it's going to keep you in that self. Feel condemned. and Yeah, yeah. you're going to feel condemned. You're going to still continually be self-focused on, oh, how am I going to... you know, beat this? How am I going to like fight my sin? Like, oh, I feel so defeated. I feel so guilty. So, um, yeah, like I think if you're struggling with, with that, like if you're feeling inspired to like pursue holiness out of mm-hmm. a good and healthy way, then that's conviction at work. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's good. it's really, yeah, it's just like so good. And, Can I and, tag on that for just a second? Go for it. I think, like, I go through seasons, I think we all do, where sometimes we're comfortable with our sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening and you're going, I don't feel conviction, I just feel guilty, but I, I want that desire to be holy. Right. Just pray for that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. sometimes we get yeah. so overwhelmed with, like, oh, I'm never going to beat this. Yeah. Well, we have someone on our side who wants us to beat it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. so I just wanted to take that in there. Yeah, just, you know, totally. if you're feeling, oh, I don't have that conviction, right. pray for that pray conviction. For it, yeah. I think one of the best prayers that I've been told is... Lord, I want to want to mm. love you. Yeah. yeah. You know, Lord, make me want to want to do these things. Mm-hmm. And maybe Lord, want to con- confess. Maybe yeah. want to, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because it's like ultimately if like he stirs a new joy in you, it's like, sweet, you have a new joy in you mm-hmm. for yeah. this thing. Exactly. And he's given you that. So um, so like if you see truth and maybe it's just all head knowledge right now and not heart knowledge, yeah. you know, pretty much just just say, I see truth now. I see where where the light needs to go. Yeah. Make my emotions and my feelings like reconcile with what yeah. I now know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. And the more you pursue Jesus, the less appealing your sin becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like, you know, it talks about in Hebrews when it talks about like, you know, putting, laying aside, you know, your, the burdens that yes. are weighing you down and run the race with endurance, you know. Always looking to Jesus. Yeah. Right? Looking to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Britt and I, we were recently reading The Pilgrim's Progress, uh, which actually speaks into this really, really well. And the, the, the transition we were going to actually have, which I'll go back to it now, which is cool, is that to go back to uh, b- before uh, David repents, I really think it's powerful how Nathan uses art. He uses a mm. poem to convict someone of their sin. And just to a shout out to artists out there, because I feel like a lot of artists in the church struggle. Uh, they're trying to figure out how their faith and art work and all that kind of stuff. Well, one thing I would say, uh, there's so much to say about that. Maybe it's another podcast, but one thing to say here is like, here's someone that used their artistic ability as a parable to convict someone of their sin, which is so cool. So if you're an artist, use your art, not for your glory, use your art to show people and to preserve the gospel. Mm -hmm. I think that's like really good. But anyways, John Bunyan, the writer of John, uh, a Pilgrim's Progress does this. Do you want so, to talk yeah, about to, to, Pilgrim's Progress a little bit? Because that's what Christian him. did. Yeah, Christian, the <laughs> yeah. main character. Uh, talk about his, his encounter 
with uh, the man. The man. That's what he's called. This is really powerful. Yeah. So kind of rewinding it or backtracking a little bit again about uh, just like how like sin's effects basically. So Christian is um, in this part. He he comes across a man who's in this iron cage, and the man is just like in despair. And Christian is like, Christian has just been given all this like kind of message of hope and like, um, you know, like Jesus can remove your burden if you lay it down at the cross. And like, once your burden's gone, you'll have a lighter load on your way to the eternal, eternal gates. Right. So, so Christian bumps into this guy and, and uh, he's like, well, he's in this cage. Like, why is he in this cage? And why doesn't he have the opportunity to release his burden? And uh, and the man, like, so he's Christian's asking the man this, and the man is like, well, I, you know, was pursuing the desires of my flesh, and he's like, I, you know, I knew the right way, but I, this is a paraphrase, I knew the right way, but I, I didn't want it, and I like spat in the face of God, and and yeah. um, at the very end, um, Christian asks him, what did you bring yourself to in this condition? And the man replies, for the lusts pleasures and profits of this world in the enjoyment of which I did then promise myself much delight. But now every one of those things also bite me and gnaw me like a burning worm. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, oh, like that is a result that you'll be in if you don't fight your sin, yeah. you know, and if you, if you succumb to it, if you yeah. let that thing linger, yeah. if you succumb to those desires and you prioritize momentary gratification over over working on fighting your sin yeah that's good um as we wrap up because we were going a little over time i just want to briefly touch on the the reality of spiritual growth and maturity again something that in our kind of uh culture of tolerance everyone's equal we're all the same uh the reality is in the scriptures we know that there's mature and immature uh, when it comes to the faith, which is good and that's exciting. In First Corinthians, Paul talks about how we impart wisdom from the mature, but this isn't a, uh, a you know wisdom from you know the world. These are people that have looked into the gospel, and that's why when you read uh, a book by a theologian that's really old and you're just impacted by it, it's because the Spirit's working through this mature person imparting this amazing wisdom to you. So we can grow, um, but the reality is as well is that through our growth. Uh, doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect, that through this, we're still going to have things. I think of, you know, Solomon, who was just given everything and he was just devoted his life to God. And then obviously he ends in having multiple wives. So there's lust there. And then also worshiping all these these idols as well. Mm-hmm. And you think of Judas Iscariot, he was called and he was with Jesus for three years. And then because of the lust of greed, he he delivers Jesus uh, delivers Jesus up. And that's not to scare, but the fact is that we don't change overnight, you know, as well. Yeah. We can't think that way. It's like, when you hear this, you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm like, I'm encouraged to go and like, you know, be more, you know, Christ-like. Um, the fact is we don't change overnight and it takes time. It takes a lot of spiritual milk first and then solid food and, and so on and so forth. So spiritual growth is a reality and it happens after we lay aside those things and keep pursuing Christ and keep going along the road of, of suffering really. Well, that wraps up the Indo podcast. If you want to hear more episodes, watch you know, teaching videos or read our blogs, go to indo.ca. If you have any suggestions on topics, uh, a young guy uh, recently messaged in some topics and we 
took his advice and we're going to be doing them this fall, which we're really excited about. Or you just want to say hey to us, email us at info at indoubt.ca and follow us on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, all those different things. I'm Isaac. I'm Brittany. I'm Beck. I am Sean. And this is the Indo Podcast. The Indo Podcast is a part of Back to the Bible Canada's young adult ministry, Indoubt. All of Back to the Bible Canada's ministry programs and resources are created for the purpose of leading people forward in their walk with Jesus every day. For more information on all things Back to the Bible Canada, visit backtothebible.ca.